As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors. And I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Followup Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Focus, be able to limit your options enough to focus on one thing and put all your energy there. Tony Robbins likes to say, where focus goes, energy flows. So be focused. Best ever listeners, I'm excited to introduce you to our newest host that we're bringing on to the team. His name is Slocum Reed, along with myself and Ash. Slocum will be providing value to every interview he does. I've known Slocum for years and I've watched his portfolio continue to grow. He currently owns and operates 65 units, including converting three units into an office building. So he's an owner-operator. He's coming from certainly a different perspective than I have. I know he's going to bring his expertise and cut through the fluff and get the best real estate investing advice ever for you. So welcome, Slocum Reed. Best ever listeners. 
Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed and I'm here with Sarah May. Sarah is from Denver, Colorado. She's a co-founder of Regency Investment Group. They GP value add apartment syndications. They currently have five properties in their portfolio with just over 450 units all in Colorado. They're also LPs of 1200 plus units. Sarah, can you start us off with a little more about your background and what your current focus is? Sure. And just wanted to say thanks so much for having me on, Slocum. Really appreciate being here. So I got started out probably like a lot of listeners. I had a W-2 job. I'm originally an aerospace engineer working for a large company and just discovered real estate, reading that little purple book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and got really fascinated by it and so slowly started buying rental properties properties while working a W-2 job and was successful with that and wanted to learn how to go bigger faster and found out about syndication. So after getting mentors and coaches, joined a mentoring program and started our syndication company, Regency Investment Group. And like you said, we've done five projects, about 450 doors from moderate to more heavy value add deals and always looking for new properties that we can outperform for our investors. Nice. And you were just telling me before we started recording that you just went full cycle on a deal that closed last week? (laughs) Three days ago. Three days ago. Nice. So this week, it's currently March of 2022. Tell us about that deal. What were you projecting going in? What happened? And then what did you end up selling at? Sure. So we bought it in May of 2017. And it's really nice C-class property, maybe B-class in a good part of town here around Denver, 100 units. And our business plan was to renovate all the unit interiors. They were mostly original or lightly upgraded was all. And we told our investors that with our business plan, we could about double their money, maybe slightly over. So I think we projected a 1.2 equity multiple. No, that's not right. Anyways, 100% gain on their original investment. So if they invested 100000 we were projecting 200000 by the end of our five-year business plan. And we just sold this week and are getting about a 3x multiple on people's wow. money. Maybe a little bit better, actually. So it was a great property. I mean, the market definitely helped us out here in Denver. It's been a hot market and cap rates have compressed like they have elsewhere. And, you know, we're excited to get a win everyone involved. Sarah, what did you buy it for and at what cap rate? And then same thing, what did you sell it for and at what cap rate? Um, Yeah, so we bought it for 150,000 a unit. And that was about close to a six cap at the time, and maybe a 5.7 cap rate. That was in 2017. That was in 2017. And that was a high price in 2017. Or so we thought. But now we sold it for uh, about 228000 a door. And that was about a four and a half cap rate on trailing numbers. Gotcha. So you buy this in 2017, projecting a five-year hold, of course, not knowing that COVID was going to happen, right? So it sounds like this deal would have been a solid return for your investors without COVID. But then with the pandemic and with what's happened to the economy and the real estate industry since then, even better return. Frankly, everyone I know who was investing in real estate in 2017 and before has a similar story to tell, which is great. The people who are investing before the pandemic are are seeing great returns as they should. 
The best ever listeners, this is a shameless plug for the best ever conference. I met Sarah and her partner at the conference. In fact, we sat across one another on the bus on the way to the best ever party at one of the bars in downtown Denver. <laughs> it was supposed to be a 30 minute drive. The driver took a couple wrong turns and it ended up being 45, which means that I spent 45 minutes peppering Sarah with questions about Denver and their syndicating and their deals and what did the market look like. And first, I will say that it is at the best ever conference that you have the opportunity to get stuck on a bus across from someone like Sarah and have these kinds of conversations. So if you want to meet people like Sarah or like any of the thousand other people who came to the Best Ever Conference in 2022, if you want to meet those people in 2023, the best way to get stuck on a bus with them is to go to the Best Ever Conference. But the other thing that I want to do while getting to know Sarah and getting to know the Denver market, those 45 minutes of questions were really about me trying to figure out how to compare Cincinnati Ohio, where I'm from, which is a cash flow, higher cap rate market to what's happening in Denver. And I've had a lot of time to muddle over some of the things that we discussed. Basically, I want you to have the opportunity to hear part of the conversation that Sarah and I had on that bus. So let's start here, Sarah. Part of the conversation that we had was just cap rates. In the interest of helping our best ever listeners understand the differences between the opportunities available to them. Investing in MSAs like Denver and MSAs like Cincinnati. Tell us what do cap rates look like right now in Denver? The deals that you're interested in buying, the LOIs that you're writing, at what kind of cap rate are you looking to purchase? And then what are you currently projecting as an exit cap rate? It's definitely more competitive now than it was even a year ago. After COVID, the market skyrocketed and got really hot here in Denver. So as far as cap rates now, it does depend a little bit on if there's value add or not, but a little bit counterintuitively, if the property is old and needs a lot of work and there's upside, it'll ironically sell for a lower cap rate because there is that upside, even if the property's kind of beat up. So there was a hundred unit deal we were looking at in Colorado Springs and Metro South of Denver, and they want to sell it at a three cap. And there's some value add that needs to be done, some improvements that need to be made. And you look at enough deals and there's levers to pull and things that you can do to make the property more attractive and the financials more attractive. But buying it a three cap is tough. So it ranges kind of these B and C older deals that we look at from a three cap up to about a four and a half cap. That's based on actuals. That's based, based on, on current actuals. performance, right? So that's the performance you're paying for when you buy a value add deal. Man, my stomach is turning in knots hearing about the idea of buying at a three cap because I think Cincinnati and ain't nobody doing that here. What would you consider a good operating cap rate to be? Let's say you bought one of these deals. It worked out for you. This is a deal that you wanted to buy. After you have the opportunity to add value, what are you expecting the cap rate to really be when it's all actually stable and performing at market? We want to see above a six cap still on value add, ideally, or at least close to a six cap in this market. And some of that's through a combination of putting in better property management, renovations, and the general market appreciation. Everything's going up. So around a six cap, and then we model around a five cap on the exit, maybe slightly 
below or above, depending on the submarket, where it's located. So that's kind of the game that you play. And if cap rates stay at 4%, like they are now, that's just a bonus on the back end. Gotcha. So based on your purchase price, you want to get it up to performance at a six cap with the opportunity to sell between four and five. Right. Gotcha. And you were telling me before we recorded that the deal you just sold after going full cycle with you, it sold for a four and a half cap. Right. I think we gotcha. modeled six cap on exit. So the cap rates help surpass totally. investors returns. And It was in 2017, you modeled a six cap. In on 2017. To, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Which a lot of things made more sense then than they do now. I'll say in Cincinnati, people are very excited when they can buy a seven cap currently. Not all people, the Cincinnati homies like me, the people who were investing here five years ago, historically speaking, you want to see an eight cap in Cincinnati because that's when you see really good cash flow. And again, most people are coming to Cincinnati for cash flow more than appreciation. But right now, your purchase cap rate in Cincinnati for apartments, if you're focused on B areas, you're probably going to end up with a purchase in the five and a half to six cap range. What makes that interesting to value add investors, eight cap is really our benchmark. You said that you want to get up to six. In Cincinnati, we want to get up to eight. (laughs) Yeah, it's a totally different market. And I think it's not really a trade-off, but the appreciation in a market like Denver can be a huge benefit on the back end. So it's a little bit of delayed gratification versus what you have in Cincinnati, where you get that nice cash flow check every month, which definitely is what a lot of investors want. In Denver, it's more of like a little bit of cash flow every month, but then on the back end, the gain can be two or three times what you got from the cash flow while you owned it for five years. So this 100-unit property that we just sold this week, I think our total distributions to investors was like 40 to 50% of their original capital was paid out as cash distributions. But now on the sale, they're going to get another 250% back as cash distributions for the total equity multiple of around three. So you don't get the cash flow, but you get the potential for higher profits on the back end. And a market like Denver, population growth, employment growth, landlord and business friendly, those are kind of the things that we look for. And I think Cincinnati has a lot of that too, but maybe just a more stable population. But what are your thoughts on the market in Cincinnati versus Denver? We're not seeing the growth that you are, absolutely. And that's reflected in our cap rates, to be frank. A couple of responses to what you just said. The first is, if you decide that your investment vehicle is the apartment syndication, then yes, you have to be more patient to make money in Denver. Because you're just not going to see cash flow the same way that you will at such a lower cap rate. So to your point, what you're returning to your investors, Sarah, is not as much during the ownership of the asset, but upon sale, what you're able to deliver is much greater than what you would get at a higher cap rate. However, if you're looking at real estate investing, and if you're looking at apartments as a long-term buy and hold, like ideal hold period of forever, Warren Buffett style, Mm -hmm. I would say that is a time when Cincinnati looks more appealing as well, because your cash flow is going to stay steady the whole way through. In a place like Denver with lower cap rates, you will have the opportunity to do 
more cash out refinancing or cash out more as the property increases in value as appreciation just happens naturally in a market like that by comparison to Cincinnati. But you're not going to have nearly the same cash flow through the duration of the ownership of the asset. Yeah. And when I was just getting started while still working my engineering job, I didn't even model an exit. All I modeled was what's my cash flow going to be when I buy the property, right? And that was over 10 years ago. And back then, the crazy thing is, was if it didn't have a 20% cash flow per year, we were going to pass on it. And it's just funny how things have changed. But for people looking to kind of get out of the rat race a little bit and get that financial freedom, that cash flow can be invaluable as well to make sure you have enough money coming in every month to cover your living expenses and things like that. So I don't think it's a one size fits all strategy by any means, but being in Denver, we kind of take the benefits of being in Denver with the appreciation potential and, and make the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. Sarah, I've modeled out a couple of things for our conversation. I want to talk about a recent experience I had repositioning an apartment building in a C neighborhood of Cincinnati. You and I talked about this a little bit on the bus on the way to the party at the conference, but I bought in 2019, 24 unit in a CC minus part of Cincinnati. I'm high on it and I'm bullish now because I've already got 24 doors. So anything I add is just increasing scale to a portfolio that's already performing. But if you were just pinging the reputation of investors in Cincinnati, this would be a low C part of town. After our reposition and to use some simple numbers that'll be easier for the best ever listeners to follow along with. Basically, we got this property, this 24 unit, after all of our value add was done. By the end of 2020, early 2021, we got it up to an NOI of $100,000 a year. We had difficulty with appraisals because that particular submarket within Cincinnati was not proven. So remember, this is March of 2021. So just a year ago, mm-hmm. we appraised at an 8.7 cap. So our NOI of $100,000 got us a valuation of 1.1, basically. Only because I'm looking at the spreadsheet, I want to give you some other numbers. We know that we could sell it between a seven and an eight cap. At an eight cap, it's worth one and a quarter million. At the four and a half cap that you just sold your property at, it's worth $2,222,222, which means in order to buy $100,000 in NOI in Denver at that four and a half cap, you're putting out over 2.2 million. Whereas in Cincinnati for that same $100,000 of NOI, if you're buying it on market and it's relatively stable, you're probably in the 1.4 to 1.5 range because you're paying a high six or low seven cap for that money. I use eight cap because that's kind of like the historic number. That's like the cash flow benchmark when you, Sarah, say that you want to get up to six during your operations. We want to get up to eight. So let's talk about one of your deals now. When you have an incremental rent increase, you decide, okay, it's time to raise rents. Or you're thinking, for our annual rent increase this year, we're going to go from X to Y. What is X? What is that base rent that you're looking at? And how much is the increase right now? So on Denver properties, I would say an easy number to use for a one bedroom would be $1,200 a month in rent. But people are coming in 
one to $200 under that. And then we're bumping them as close to 1200 as we can, just because that's where the market's at. And then for two bedrooms, anywhere from 14 to 1500. So it's a pretty high rent increase. But one thing that's nice in these lower cap rate markets, which you've probably put two and two together as well, is every time you raise rent by $100 to use a five cap for an easy estimate, you raise rent by, so what would that be? Let's say $1,000 a year. That would be an easier number. If you raise rent by $1,000 a year at a five cap, you've added $20,000 in value to your property. It's a big multiple every time you add that extra money onto your NOI. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. What's holding you back from getting into apartment building deals? Is it knowledge, fear, inability to take action, lack of support? If it's any of these things, then I suggest you consider Deal Maker Mentoring with Michael Blanc. Michael's program is the most effective program to help you syndicate your first apartment building deal. During Deal Maker Mentoring, you'll work directly with one of Michael's experienced mentors who have successfully replaced their income with apartment buildings. They've already done what you want to do, which is become financially free. So in addition to providing their own syndication experience, they've been trained in Michael's unique Deal Maker Blueprint designed to help you do your first deal and become financially free just like them in the next one to three years. To find out more, text the word Joe to 66866. I know Michael's going to get you to where you'd like to be. Again, text the word Joe to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own syndication business. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investing investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. First of all, let me say for the best ever listeners to give them a point of comparison, $1,200 is what Cincinnati investors are trying to get Section 8 to pay for three bedroom apartments and houses in lower income neighborhoods here. So just point of reference, there are $1,200 a month, one bedrooms in Cincinnati, but only in very premium locations. So Sarah, we stabilized in March of 2021, this 24 unit in Cleves, the part of Cincinnati I was talking about earlier that I'm bullish on. I would buy this thing again for sure. And I'd even buy it right now because I like the area. There's not a lot of apartment inventory there, which has been helpful for us because there are some major employers with close proximity like Amazon, but we don't really know what exactly market rents are in that area for our one bedrooms because there aren't a lot of comps. So when we refinanced, our base rent was $650 a month for a one-bedroom. We charge pet rent and there are other things. It's a neighborhood that ends up with some tenants who pay late fees, but the base rent is $650 a month. We decided to try bumping up to $700. Everyone stayed and it was still easy to fill up our apartments. We did that just recently. A $50 a month rent increase projecting is 
conservatively for increased expenses at an eight cap increases the value of our 24 unit by about $150,000 for that $50 a month rent increase. Yeah. Sarah, you can say, wow, but if it were in Denver at a four and a half cap, it would go up by over $250,000 for that same $50 a month rent increase. Mm -hmm. To your point, this is different from a lot of interviews for the best ever podcast, Sarah, because we're revisiting a conversation that we've already had (laughs) to the benefit of our listeners. Thankfully, we couldn't get all thousands of you onto the bus with us, but this is an important thing to hear fleshed out. Let's take a couple minutes and you pitch Denver to your investors. Why should people invest in Denver and not Cincinnati? And I will pitch why people should invest in Cincinnati and not Denver. And let's just see what happens. I'll go first since I just sprung this on you. All right, cool. So speaking about $100,000 NOI in a building, as we were saying, in Cincinnati, that's going to run you about one5 to purchase. And you're going to get in around a seven cap or a little bit lower, meaning that our cost of entry is much simpler. It's lower. You get more net operating income and therefore more cash flow for your dollar. You come to Cincinnati because you want to know that your asset can not only have cash flow, but it remains cash flow positive if rent rates recede. Because our cash flow is so much higher, we can take a hit better than Denver can. We are seeing rent growth. There is growth in Cincinnati generally, though it's not the same growth that you're seeing in Denver. So we are projecting, while I won't say that we're projecting compressed or even the same cap rates, I think everybody should be expecting cap rates to go up a little bit right now. We are seeing rent growth. We are seeing some population growth. It's a solid, stable place to invest. You've got great cash flow. Your cash flow should increase and you've got to hedge if there's an issue because you're not going to go in the red if you have to reduce your rents a little bit. All good points. I was trying to take a few notes on things that you said. I would just say pairing Denver to Cincinnati, the reason people would want to invest in Denver is that it's a primary market. So you'll get the best financing available from the lenders. So even though the cap rates are lower, your interest rates are lower too. So there's still a spread there to make money. It's also a great place where people want to live and work, lots of recreation, though that contributes to the strong job growth, the strong population growth, with continued projections that it's going to beat the national average for the next five years or longer. It also, if you look at the real estate industry data, even though we've had some monumental years of rent growth, last year was 18% on average in the Denver metro area. Even these conservative market data sites still say we're going to see above 10% rent growth in 2022 and just tapering from there, 8%, 7%, et cetera. So those numbers are something to get excited about. The market data is really strong. And the other thing is, even though it's less cash flow, it's still cash flow in Denver. And I think that's something important to keep in mind. We're not buying vacant properties. We're not losing money when we buy properties. We're making money from the very first day that we're owning a deal. And that provides extra stability, lower risk. We do sensitivity studies on all our deals as well. And usually we could withstand a 40% impact to our rents and still pay our bills. Oh, wow. So there's still some strong numbers, good cash flow, great appreciation potential. And one thing I learned recently is Denver is rated the number one airport in America. 
I don't know how they got that rating, but there's tons of money going in for renovations and expansion. I think it's over a billion dollars. So that'll be good for our economy, transportation, jobs, things like that. So that's my pitch to, on Denver. Sarah, to both of our points, the Cincinnati airport is way easier to navigate the Denver airport. I believe it. I don't like the Denver the, airport either. The reason is though, that before the Great Recession, Cincinnati was the main Delta hub for the Midwest. They have since moved it to Detroit, which means that we have almost twice the infrastructure we need for the volume of flights that we have. That's why CVG is so easy. Flying in and out of Cincinnati is because we have twice as much infrastructure as we need because Delta moved out. Detroit was growing faster. So to your point, we do have population growth. We have rent growth. We have wage growth. We're attracting employers to Cincinnati, which is not nearly at the clip that you are in Denver, but we have a very easy to navigate airport because it's too big for the flights that we're actually bringing in. Summary, I don't think we're surprising anyone, but I think it's helpful to flesh this out. A 3X equity multiple on a five-year hold, impressive. You can't even get that with COVID numbers in Cincinnati. At the same time, though, if your focus is cash flow, when I was modeling out, to your point about being a primary market, you have some better debt options than we do. I still see our cash flow numbers. I was building out models, taking the different cap rates for the same NOI, even with our lower debt structures, depending on the deal, I think your cash on cash return still ends up being five to 10 points higher in Cincinnati than it does in Denver, just simply because the difference between interest rate and cap rate is still proportionally higher than Cincinnati. So if your goal is, if you're underwriting to a hold period of a few years and looking to sell, Denver looks great. Cincinnati, that works. But if you're looking for long-term cash flow, if your kid was just born and you're wondering how well your property is going to be performing when you need to pay for college, Cincinnati's got that cash flow. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, thank you. Are you ready for our best ever lightning round? Sure. Thanks, Logan. What is the best ever book you recently read? I really enjoyed the book, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. It's written as a story of a young business person wanting to get ahead and getting mentored. But really the gist of the book is that the more you want to get, the more you have to give. So if you put your focus on giving as much as you can, you'll receive more in abundance. So just really enjoyed that book. Highly recommend it. What is your best ever way to give back? Right now, I am enjoying being involved with my church and their community outreach program and also working on starting up a real estate meetup in Denver. Still in the beginning phases there, but want to spread the word about real estate and meet other great people in our local area. What is your best ever advice? My best ever advice is to focus on three things for success in business. Mindset, focus and follow-up. Mindset, have the right attitude and perspective and also believe in yourself. Focus, be able to limit your options enough to focus on one thing and put all your energy there. Tony Robbins likes to say, where focus goes, energy flows. So be focused and then follow up. A lot of times great things happen when you follow up something that used to think was a dead end. And all of a sudden, when you follow up, new doors open. So mindset, focus, and follow up. Awesome. And where can our best ever listeners reach you? Thanks. So obviously social media or our website, but really the best way to get a hold of me is to send me an email. My email is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H 
at regencyinvestmentgroup.com. Awesome. Well, best of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you got value from this conversation with Sarah May about the Denver market and the Cincinnati market and a comparison between lower and higher cap rate apartment investing, please do subscribe to our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review and please share this episode with a friend who you think we can add value to through this conversation. Thank you and have a best ever day.